Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're Welcome into the rundown. It's a Monday. Yeah, I know. When I say that, you make I make it sound like it's just the greatest thing ever. But it is a Monday. It is three o'clock. You are almost through it. I know a lot of people despise Mondays. I like Mondays though. You kind of reset the sports weekend. Also give you a look of what's coming up. Today on the Rundown, I've got a ton of great stuff that we are going to get into today. Matt Branscombe from TomorrowsFights.com will join us to talk about UFC 224. The reason I want to talk about that is because Amanda Nunez and Raquel Pennington had a great fight. And it ended up with just kind of sour uh, the way that it ended. And I'm going to talk to Matt Branscombe about that and... uh, and basically, did somebody let somebody down there? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Also, I'm going to go over some rankings for uh, the new D1 Baseball Top 25 is out. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about uh, the weekend that was for both South Carolina and Clemson in baseball. What each team has to do to get their uh, big goal. Big goal for Clemson is to become a national seed. Big goal for the Gamecocks is to possibly host. I'll tell you what they need to do to get that going. Also, we're going to talk about the hatred for LeBron James because there's a lot of hatred out there. So we'll definitely get into that. And I've also got some stuff on, oh, the Atlanta Braves. They're playing this afternoon against the Chicago Cubs. Currently up one nothing in the bottom of the second inning. Ozzie Albies has already hit another homer for the Braves. So we'll get into that in just a little more on uh, just a little bit. The lead story today, though, and you've heard it all over if you've listened to any sports talk radio today, is the United States Supreme Court agreed on Monday to allow New Jersey's bid for sports betting at its casinos and racetrack, ending a prohibition on a hundred billion dollar industry and striking down restrictions on wagering outside of Nevada. Now what that basically means is is that New Jersey sued And basically, it went to the Supreme Court, and now the Supreme Court says, okay, you can have sports betting. It's not just going to be like uh, uh, where you can do it in a couple of different states because there was a federal law against it. And they basically said uh, each state has the opportunity to do it by themselves. They can figure out what they want to do as far as sports betting goes and figure it out by state. Now, if you're, I, I, I try not to make this a political show, but this is something that I think is that can be great. There's so many different things that uh, this could really help with. Representative Todd Rutherford from Columbia will uh, join us in just a little bit. He actually wrote a bill that was put out in January that would legalize sports betting and gambling in general. So we'll get uh, his thoughts in just a little bit. But this ruling is, is interesting to me because basically it says each state can decide, hey, if you want to do sports betting, you can. The states have to pass a law and basically regulate it on their own. Um, Nevada is the only state to allow single game wagering. So if you're in Nevada, this, this is uh, they're one of the losers in this case because the only place you could realistically make a bet was in Nevada if you wanted to go up and do it in person. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to tell me, well, Rob, I don't like the idea of having gambling around here. And... I'm going to tell you, if you don't like the idea of gambling being around you, it's already there. I hate to break it to you. People are just lying about it. 
You can have a Bovada account. You can have a several other different ways you can bet online. There's also private bookies all over the place that'll take your bet on whatever. So this is something that's going on right now. I hate to shock people because I know there's a, there's a section of society that's like, that's not happening. Uh, yeah, it is. And by the way, I hate to break this to you as well, but the money that could come from this could fix a lot of stuff on the budget front. I've been complaining for years. I live out in Northeast Columbia, and I've been complaining for years about, you know what, I like to have a sidewalk on Sparkleberry. Yeah, the money would be there for that. I mean, we shouldn't have any more problems with infrastructure with the taxes that'll come from this. We have an opportunity to make our state not necessarily wealthy, but maybe make us where we're a little bit more financially viable. So I'm going to talk about who would win and lose in this decision in just a little bit. But I did speak with Todd Rutherford earlier this afternoon, and he is the first one that actually put the, um, the bill out. Now, Todd Rutherford's bill is not just for sports betting. His is also for casino betting. So you can actually have a casino in Myrtle Beach. Now think about that for a minute. How many people do you know that go up to Cherokee and play at the, at the Harris up at Cherokee? This isn't about politics. This is just about money that is in our state that's leaving our state, that as a state we could get some of it and possibly put it to use to make our state a little bit better. So I spoke with Todd Rutherford earlier this afternoon. Here are his comments. We're going to head out to the hotline and welcome in Representative Todd Rutherford from right here in Columbia. Thanks for joining us on The Rundown. Well, thank you for having me. I mean, this is one of the most important issues I think that this that, that the entire country is going to see and how states react to it. As you know, I put in House Bill 3102 to deal with sports gambling, uh, and I'm now concerned that South Carolina, rather than being in front of the trend, is going to be behind it. The Supreme Court said today that all states can endeavor and reach into sports gambling. The problem is we just got out of session, and because we did not include sports gambling in our signing die agreement, I don't know that we'll be able to take it up before January. Uh, so we may end up being months behind the eight ball rather than in front of it if we had simply passed this bill a long time ago. And I read about uh, House Bill 3102 from uh, an article in the Post and Courier from January, and it was basically under the headline of, don't look for South Carolina to be uh, one of the front runners on this because of the fact that it's an election year. And Republicans may not have wanted to go, wanting to go into that depth. But as you said, it's probably not going to happen now this year. But is there a possibility that maybe next year this could be on the dock and something that could come to the Palmetto State? Well, Rob, what I would do is encourage all of your listeners and everyone out there to call the Republican Party, to call the Republican senators and House members and let them know that we are tired of paying high taxes when there's another way to do it. It is simply to allow sports gambling and try and tax that revenue so that we can replace the money that is currently coming out of our pockets. That's why the bill was introduced. South Carolina is the perfect place for not only sports gambling, but also luxury casino gambling. You've got Myrtle Beach. You've got the Rock Hill area right out of Charlotte. uh, You've got Jasper County right outside of Savannah. Places that would just do wonderfully well if we simply allowed sports gambling in South Carolina and allowed luxury casino gambling. So again, this bill was trying to put us in front of the trend. We're clearly now behind it, but hopefully we'll still catch up. What could be the economic impact on the Palmetto State if this, uh, if, if Bill 3102 was able to pass? Well, you know, if you go around the state, if you go to Aiken and look at what we do with horses in Aiken and the uh, the steeplechase and the races in Aiken, same thing in Camden with horses. Uh, we are the impact in South Carolina could be huge. Uh, with USC and Clemson, two nationally ranked football teams, with the women's basketball. I mean, literally, you can go down a list of what South Carolina means to sports and how great we are and see the impact that we could have by taking in money that people are already already using when they bet in South Carolina. They're just not doing it legally, and no money is coming to the government. We need to get as much of that as we can to try and stop people from paying higher taxes. In Bill 3102, I mean, it's not just sports betting. I mean, this is also, it says games of chance. So this could be casino betting as well, right? 
this bill was intended for casino gambling. It was intended. It was it was intended that they would be able to build luxury casinos outside of Myrtle Beach. When you look at the fact that they built Las Vegas in a desert, and there's nothing there when you go there but for the casinos, that we could build that outside of Myrtle Beach, that we could build that outside of Savannah, that we could build that outside of Charlotte, and stop all the people from getting on their church buses and going up to Cherokee, then get on their church buses and go to Myrtle Beach and gamble if they'd like. Now, if there was a let's say there was a concession where you could just get the sports gambling, was that something that you would consider if the uh, the casino portion was left out of it? Anything that helps the taxpayers in South Carolina not have to pay more than they should, I'm in favor of. And if all we can get is sports gambling, I am most certainly in favor of that because again, it stops mom and pop from having to dig in their pocket and pay for things that people would willingly engage in and already do engage in, but the government's not getting their cut of it. I've heard people that's, that have issues with, uh, say, the, the lottery and the way that that came about. Is there a way that we can avoid uh, some of the questions that may come that, that came with the lottery? Because I know a lot of folks that are like, you know, the lottery doesn't really do exactly what it said that it was going to do when it came in. Um, are, are we going to be able to divert these funds that would come from this tax and actually have it set up where we would go to things that are important, such as our roads and infrastructure? You know, I, I don't see any way that we couldn't do that. And those people that are complaining about the lottery, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the complaints are, except that the government shouldn't be the only entity in the business of gambling. Because right now in South Carolina, the only uh, entity that controls gambling is the government. We are also the only player. We need to allow privatization of it. We need to allow competition because that's how the world works. But if we wanted to allow luxury casino gambling, we could make it do things like pay for I-73 to go into Myrtle Beach, which we've been working on for 20 years and have yet to complete. We can we can make it go towards fixing the infrastructure in Charleston. We can make it go towards our roads so that everybody's not sitting in traffic on I-26 between Charleston and Greenville. There's so many things we can make it do because it's such a large pool of money out there. The fact that we've ignored that pool of money is our mistake, and we need to fix it. Representative Rutherford from Columbia, I appreciate you joining us today, man. Thanks so much, Rob. I'll take care. Of course, as always, we appreciate Todd Rutherford for joining us this afternoon. He is one of the co-writers of uh, Bill 3102 to bring gambling to the state. In addition to sports gambling, he wants to bring casino gambling as well. Do you agree or disagree? Because I tell you what, this is probably going to happen. I venture to say within the next two years, you should be able to place a bet in South Carolina somewhere, okay? Because there is a large contingent of people that agree with Todd Rutherford. And I'm talking about Republicans and Democrats. Of course, Todd Rutherford's the head of the, uh, uh, the, 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 of the Senate minority, but Republicans and Democrats both agree on bringing this to, to the Palmetto State. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Now, is it something that you don't think is a good idea, or are you all for it? Give me a call at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. You can also respond on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. Now, everything that Representative Rutherford said um, makes a lot of sense. Wouldn't you like for people to come into the state and... Uh, spend money, and then that our tax bills could be lowered. That could happen, in theory. Now, who loses in this decision, though? The pro leagues, the NCAA, they they could lose because they think that when you put 
where people can bet on certain things. It invites people that are corrupt, uh, such as managers, coaches, and players, to maybe fix games or refs could fix games, whatever. Also, this is going to hurt gambling addicts. If you are a gambling addict, you may see, we may see a sore in people who have a problem with gambling. Right now, you've got to... I mean, you've got to find a bookie that'll take your money, etc. But here's the other end of that, too, is, is that now that money will be regulated. You'll be able to know that once you place a bet, okay, I'm going to get my money back if I win. And Las Vegas is going to have issues with this because now they have competition. You don't have to go to Las Vegas to make a bet. Also, things like daily uh, fantasy leagues where you can play on those now, and that kind of you know, has like a taken a piece of that out of it. That's had some, uh, you know, that, there's going to be problems with that as well because now people are going to be like, why should I spend 25 bucks on DraftKings a month when I can go make, I don't know, a $15, $20 bet on something else and all I got to do is stop by my local sports establishment and get it squared away. So the question this afternoon... And you can feel free to interact with the show, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. Are you for sports gambling coming to South Carolina? Are you for the casino gambling? And we don't have to get into the whole politics of it. Do you think it's something that would help the state? Would you place a bet? And I know there's a good portion of the people that listen to this show that place bets on sports gambling. I place gentlemen's bets, I call them, with, with friends of mine, especially on certain games throughout the year. I've got folks following me on Facebook Live right now that I've placed bets with. And it may be something as simple as, I don't know, 10 bucks here or there. But now I can go and place a bet with someone that uh, is an established book, and I know that I'm going to get my money back. 803-978-1832. Instant reaction from Facebook Live. You can follow the show on Facebook Live. Just find me. I'm Rob Sanders on Facebook. Uh, Troy says, bring back video poker. He's all for it. He says, we've had plenty. Uh, we've had a parlay card for years. I've, I've heard about those. And he thinks the revenue would help the state. Now, Beth, who's also watching on Facebook Live, says she would be for it, but her husband would not. I know there is a section of people that are just not for this. One of them is somebody that I have an enormous amount of respect for is my buddy Kelly Nash, who works for 97.5 WCOS, our sister station. When I told him this this morning, he said he did not agree with this. And it kind of shocked me a little bit because Kelly and I normally think the same way. But he said point blank that it's something that could hurt hurt our state. You definitely have the aspect of we are basically turning. We could take people that may have a little bit of a problem gambling. Imagine if they can gamble on every street corner because that could happen. There's obviously some folks that uh, are religious and they say that that you know they don't think that that's the way that uh things should be i'm more on the front of i know that people are going to bet anyway and i would much rather have the opportunity for our state to benefit instead of having a black market basically on betting that doesn't really make much sense to me 803-978-1832 is the number 803-978-1832 later in the show Matt Branscom from TomorrowsFights.com will join us to go over the fight from UFC 224. If you don't know about that, this is a fight between Amanda Nunez and Raquel Pennington. Find out everything you need to know on my blog page, FoxSportsRadio1400.com. It's a very sad story in some ways. Now, I've got Matt coming on because Matt is, is a guy that I know knows a lot about MMA and stuff like that. And he'll tell us if her corner let him down or not. But just a shocking story where she basically told her corner, hey, I don't want to go out there anymore. And her corner basically sent her back out there anyway. And she left in basically a pool of her own blood. So we'll talk about that in a lot more. That'll be about 3.30-ish today. The list today is uh, my picks to do uh, to have breakout seasons as far as rookies go in the NFL. We'll do that around 3.35 or so. Also, I'm going to talk baseball. Got to talk baseball. We are so close 
two weeks from today will be Selection Monday for the NCAA. And this is a, a big, big deal, especially around here with as much as we like college baseball. Where I, where I think Clemson and South Carolina will land, I will tell you this afternoon. I'll also give you the latest on the D1 baseball rankings. All that and a lot more. You're listening to The Rundown. I'll be right back. Welcome back to The Rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. Oh, yeah, I'm stealing from Lawton Swan's beds. Love me some uh, CST beds. When I say CST, of course, I mean Clemson Sports Talk. You can hear that this afternoon from 4 to 6. Lawton Swan, the czar of Clemson Sports, will be here to give you everything you need to know about the Clemson Tigers. And, of course, as he says, it doesn't matter if you're a Clemson fan, a Bulldog, Yellow Jacket. I can't remember all the terms he uses. But I got, I got to give you guys a secret on this. Clemson fans love Clemson Sports Talk. Don't get me wrong. But there's a ton of Gamecock fans that are in the closet. And when I say by in the closet, I mean they love them some Swanee. Swanee's like Jay Leno, man. Everybody loves the Swan. I have this whole thing that I like to make people mad at me, and I don't know what it is. I just like to make a complete goofball of myself. And there's a set of people that you're just like, okay, I like Rob. And then there's a set of people who are like, I can't stand him. But everybody loves the Swan. It's very crazy. All right, so Matt Branscombe from TomorrowsFights.com will join us in here shortly. We'll also have our list this afternoon. i got to get into this story first. I read something about quarterback Jake Bentley from South Carolina is a first-round NFL pick. Wait, what? Don't tell me that, Rob. Are you crazy? Have you seen Jake Bentley play? Yes, I have. Of course, I watch every single South Carolina game. And... South Carolina, of course, uh, you know, I work with the best Gamecock coverage over with WVOC, our sister station, which also airs here. So I've, I've seen every game that Jake Bentley has played. Now, do I think that Jake Bentley is a great quarterback? No, no, sir, I don't. Do I think that Jake Bentley is going to get drafted in the NFL? Yeah, I do. And the reason being is that Jake Bentley has a lot of things that you can't coach. Okay, he's very tall. He's, um, he's got good size, and he can make the throws that the NFL wants. Now, if you're just looking at it by a game tape, you'll be like, wait a minute, Rob. He doesn't really put up good numbers against teams that are, you know, worth anything. Yeah, he can light up UMass. Yeah, he can light up this. He can do that. But when he plays Clemson or Georgia, he just doesn't play very well. It's kind of hard to argue that. But I give you this. Jake Bentley has the tools to be drafted, and I think it comes down to a couple of different things. This article says he's going to be drafted in next year's draft. Now, I automatically think that that's not going to happen because I think Jake Bentley is going to come back for his senior year. Now, if he comes out this year and puts up amazing numbers, then he may think about it. But I also have a couple of other things that, uh, that kind of eat at me just a little bit. Will Muschamp has never been a coach where his team has had a good offense. Could they eventually have a good offense? Yes, maybe. But until you actually put something out there, how am I supposed to know for sure that you can do it? Now, the average person is going to say, well, Rob, guess what? Will Muschamp's not responsible for the offense. Uh, yes, he is. He's the head coach. Simple as that. Now, even if Bentley comes out this year with this up-tempo stuff that they're talking about and the new offensive coordinator is able to give them a little bit of life, it's still the first year in this offense. Players get better when they have a little bit more time to do their thing as far as getting set with the different players, etc. I think this Gamecock football team is going to miss Hayden Hurst. And I've had Gamecock fans tell me, we're not going to miss him that much. Wait a minute. He's a first-round pick in the NFL draft. No team goes through anything where they don't miss a first-round NFL pick. 
I think South Carolina's most impressive win last season was against NC State in the opener. The reason that they won that game against NC State is because Hayden Hurst wasn't a part of the passing game. He was a blocker. He kept Bentley on his feet, and Bentley was able to make some throws. Now, I don't know about the tight ends that South Carolina has this year. I don't know if they have the capability of doing that. I know Jake, I know that uh, Hurst did. I also know that Hurst could catch some balls and do some things in the open field there. So he's going to miss that. He's also going to miss um, – he's not really going to miss. He'll have his number one receiver, Debo Samuel, back. Now, how long Debo Samuel is going to be on the field? See, I'm a show-me guy. you got to show me before I believe something. Okay? When Debo Samuel's on the field, he has showed me that he's a great player. But Debo Samuel has not showed me that he can complete a full season. I'm not ripping on the young man. I'm just saying he's got to show me that he can do it. Now, if he's out there for the full year and he plays full on, which he has to do in his senior year if he wants to move up in NFL draft boards, right now he's listed as a late first-round pick. If he wants to stay up there... He's got to show NFL scouts, hey, I can do my thing out there. Now, that's going to help Bentley a little bit. Will this offensive line be able to work as far as with this tempo stuff and give Bentley a little more time to stay on his feet and make good throws? With that, I think Bentley's going to have a better season this year if everything stays in check. But I still think he's going to come back for his senior year. So that kind of eliminates the whole portion of him saying, all right, well, I'm... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Gonna go out, etc. But he does have the size. I'm not saying that it's gonna happen. I'm not saying he's gonna be a first round pick, but in theory, he's got two years to make his case. He has all the physical attributes to be a first round pick. Here's the funny thing about this article. The gentleman that wrote the article says that he thinks that Bentley is like Sam, uh, like Darnold, the uh, the quarterback, the new quarterback for the Jets. He thinks they're similar players, have similar size, about six three, two hundred twenty pounds. He thinks Darnold is a much better prospect at this point, but they are the same kind of quarterback. And everybody in the league is looking for a quarterback. Everybody. You can't win without a quarterback. Look at the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl. He led his team there. I mean, he's playing well into his 40s because there really isn't anybody to replace him. So you got to look at it from that perspective as well. you got to think about this, too. Every team that needs a quarterback is going to be looking for one. There's probably about 12 to 14 good quarterbacks in the NFL. And if you don't have one, you're in the market to get one. So that's kind of where Jake Bentley is at. Is he going to go first round next year? Probably not because I think he's coming back. He's going to have to have another opportunity to put up some more numbers because let's be honest, Kurt Roper's offense was pretty terrible. I think that's one of the worst mistakes that Will Muschamp made was bringing Roper with him when he started here. If he would have had Brian McClendon from the start, not that, and once again, I'm a show-me guy, but I'd much rather have Brian McClendon out there calling plays than having 
um, Kurt Roper out there calling plays because I already know what Kurt Roper can do. And it's not much. So we're going to deal with that as far as the Gamecock football program this year. So does he have the tools to do it? Yes, he does. Will he put it all together? Well, we're going to have to find out. you got to show me there, Jake Bentley. Coming up next, we're going to take a quick break. Matt Branscom from TomorrowsFights.com will join us. We're going to talk about uh, UFC 224, Amanda Nunez and Raquel Pennington. An interesting fight. Go and check out my blog page on FoxSportsRadio1400.com. There's a complete rundown there. Matt's going to kind of break it down for us, and he'll tell us. uh, I'm going to ask him a couple of questions because it's stuff just seeing the highlights of it that kind of interests me a little bit, and Matt will be able to uh, enlighten me a little bit. So basically the big end of it is is that one fighter basically told her corner that she didn't want to uh, go back out, and the corner was like, nah, you, you, you can uh, suck it up and go. And they sent her back out anyway. So I'm going to ask Matt a little bit of stuff about that. Also, later in the program, we're going to break down the D1 Baseball Top 25. I've also got the list this afternoon. My five players that I think are going to make an absolute impact in their rookie season. I mean, coming up, I, I think these five players are just going to be rock stars. So I've got my uh, my rookie top five. We'll have that in the list. I also have um, a section today on the LeBron haters. My Twitter feed was on fire yesterday with, you know, everyone uh, just bashing LeBron James because the Boston Celtics just beat his team senseless. So we'll get into that. I don't understand the hatred for LeBron James. I just don't get it. So we'll talk about that and... I've also got a couple of other little things here, too. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. You can also check out the show. It's on Facebook Live every day. Just find me on Facebook. It's uh, Rob Sanders, and you can actually watch the show video feed there. So check that out. Good stuff there as well. This is The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. more of the rundown check out rob's blog at foxsportsradio1400.com welcome back to the rundown i am rob sanders it's great to have you with us this afternoon i want to welcome into the studio he's like my fight correspondent Matt Branscombe from TomorrowsFights.com. Matt, thanks for so much for coming in today, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Why don't you uh, step over here to this microphone, buddy? Oh. That one there is acting kind of silly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Matt's, Matt's uh, changing out mics for me over here. But Matt's from TomorrowsFights.com, and he is um, a guy that knows a lot about UFC. He's also a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, over 20 years of wrestling experience. So, you know, I'm a big guy, but I, I, I wouldn't screw with old Matty B over here, man. I watched He showed me some of his, uh, he posts some of his stuff online of him just chunking guys around. But uh, we didn't bring him in here to try to fight with me today. We did bring him in today to talk about UFC 224, and it's great to have you with us. The Ra- Raquel Pennington and Amanda Nunez fight over the weekend kind of got some people's eyes because just from my perspective, Pennington said... Uh, I quote, I want to be done, I am done, in the fourth round. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Yeah, I mean, it's it's happened a, a couple of times. The the one that sticks out in my mind is uh, uh, Nate Markhart versus, uh, uh, it's drawing a blank right now, he, he went to his corner, said, I'm finished. His uh, his trainer, Trevor Whitman, uh, said, you know, this, this the fight's over, and, and basically it, it ended right there. Um, first off, thanks for for having me on. Oh, thanks yeah. for the nice introduction. That's awesome, got brother. me blushing over here. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as this fight go, you know, when I was watching it, when I heard her say it, because they, they were live in that corner whenever it happened, she said, I'm done. I just want this to be over. I, I thought she said, I just want this to be over. I read a quote later on where it said, I, I, I want this to be over. Right. But it looked to me as more of her in a almost in a complaining mode is what I took it as when I first heard it. Now, when So you it, think the context may have been a little bit taken off? Right. I okay. mean, she, she had, it had been, it, I'm not going to lie to you, she was in a bad position. She was down 
probably four straight rounds. Um, I haven't seen the cards, but um, you know she was she was beat up. Her her nose was already broken. She had a uh, a large hematoma on her leg from from repeated leg kicks throughout the fight. Um, I don't think there was much chance of her coming back in that one, but. Uh, her whole brand, and I don't even want to call it a brand, her personality, who she is, is built around how tough she is. And I think maybe her corner um, wanted to give her a chance to go out on her shield. Okay, and that, that's a very valid thing to think about. But if you were in her corner and you were her corner guy, would you have let her go back out if, she, if you had heard something from her saying, you know what, I'm done? I think in the situation that these guys were in, and, and mind you, I, I, you know, I don't train with her day in and day out, but I think what they heard was they heard her say one thing. She said at one time got it off her chest, and it looked to me like they, they, they kind of got her ready to go back out for the next one. I think in that situation, you want to give your, your fighter, especially in the 60 seconds that you have in that corner, you want to give your fighter a chance to you know, kind of get some stuff off their chest and then maybe get themselves back together. And if they, if they really wanted to go out, they can go out. Because she could have she could have protested more you know she could have said um, you know I, I'm not going back out this I'm just I'm just done and you know I look at you know what her fiance who is a top five uh, bantamweight and you know 115 pounder in the UFC said that she completely agreed with the decision for the corner to put it send her back out there Misha Tate said the exact same thing um, so I, I kind of feel like they know her better than I do and she might feel better today because she did go back out you can actually watch uh, the last portion of the fight and the comments from her on my blog page. It's at foxsportsradio1400.com. I've got both pieces up there, and you can make a decision on your own. I bring Matt in because Matt knows this stuff, man. He does a podcast. It's called on tomorrowsfights.com. You can subscribe on iTunes and basically get a breakdown of everything UFC and MMA stuff there. So when I found out this, the, actually, I saw this on Sunday. And as soon as I, I, I seen it, it just kind of made me cringe just a little bit. Now, and I've watched tons of MMA fights, and I've seen get fights where guys have, you know, kicked somebody and broke their leg, and I'm like, well, they were fighting. But then I see young ladies fighting, and I know this sounds completely sexist of me, but I'm like, wow, it just kind of hit me in the face a little bit. So my next question to you is, is that do you think because she's a woman that it may have made people a little more stirred up? That might be the case. I don't think so. Um, in, in my case, I know how tough these ladies are. Uh, she is a fighter through and through. She is tough not for a woman. She is tough, period, for a human being. You know, And I don't think um, that she should be judged on any different scale than you would a, a, a man that was out there fighting. I, I don't think she, she's a breed bigger than me and you. You know, I'm not saying that I would best with her. I'm this just is saying a, this when is a young woman who broke her back in high school and went on to become a professional athlete afterwards. Wow. She is she is tough all the way through. It was just it was really hard for me, and I and, and I've got the daughters at home, so maybe that's kind of what I was looking at. Mm -hmm. And her nose literally looked like a question mark. I mean, it was that messed up. And then when at the end of the fight, where she's just getting pounded, and it's like you just see her face just pouring blood. And it's like ah, I don't know if I want to see that or not. Maybe I'm a puss. I'm okay with that, but. On the other end, I think that may have stirred some folks up if, just a if little you wanna, bit. If you want to feel a little bit better about it, I can't remember if it was her second or third fight ago, though. But she, uh, in the first round against, I believe it was Andrade, she got her forehead busted completely open. I mean, gushing gallons of blood, buckets of blood all over the, all over, right at the end of the first period, she catches the girl in a bulldog choke and finishes the fight with her face looking like she just got dragged through barbed wire. I mean, she's just tough up and down. All right, so Matt Branscombe from TomorrowsFights.com. i got about two minutes left, Matt, and tell us about some of the upcoming MMA fights. If you're wanting to watch some of this stuff and, uh, and kind of get into it, what can we look forward to here in the coming weeks? Well, this weekend we've got uh, Maya versus uh, Usman. It's a UFC on Fight Pass. It's uh, out of Chile. I wouldn't say it's one of the better cards. If you haven't watched UFC, I wouldn't say this is one for you. But coming up in two weeks on May 27th, uh, that's a rare Sunday fight on FS1. Um, local boy from Spartanburg, Josh Thompson, will be fighting Darren Till in the main event. Uh, Josh Thompson has uh, you know, been right on the cusp of being a world champion for a long time now. He's got a cool karate knockout style. Darren Till is also a young fighter coming up who is uh, known for putting people on their butts and putting their lights out. That is a great fight for y'all to watch. And then the next big pay-per-view event is going to be June 9th, UFC 2 
225. Um, in the main event, we got uh, uh, Robert Vidicker versus Joel Romero, too. And also fighting on that card will be your boy. C- yeah, CM Punk. CM Punk will yeah. be on there, yeah. I, I don't have any, any faith in him at all. But real quick before we get you out of here, though, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Is that tomorrowsfights.com? What can people expect if they go and download? All right. Right now, Tomorrow's Fights, how we're formatting it, we're just doing it for for uh, UFC pay-per-view events. So the next one we will be doing will be probably up ju- June 7th, since the fights will be on June uh, 9th. We basically go over the uh, prelims and then every fight on the main card, um, give our takes from different uh, – all of us coming from different – uh, martial arts backgrounds and what we think is going to happen and we make some picks and uh, just discuss. Alright, so if people can go online to tomorrowsfights.com and it's kind of cool because you can go there and actually catch the YouTube feed or if you're like me, I mean I got like a 30 minute car ride in every day so I can go and download it and listen to it right there on my iPhone. Simple, great stuff and you can uh, educate yourself on the fighting world. Matt, thanks so much for coming in today, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. Appreciate it. Buddy. We'll be right back in just a moment on The Rundown. Welcome back to The Rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at <laughs> Rob Sounds Good. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Big thanks to Matt Branscombe. He is our fight correspondent. I don't want to fight with Matt because that's going to end up hurting, but he is our fight correspondent. When I want to know something about fights, I'm going to bring Matt Branscombe in. He's from tomorrowsfights.com. Go and download the podcast if you want to get edumacated on the fight world. All right, let's break down the D1 Baseball Top 25. And uh, South Carolina moved their way into the poll. Yep, that has happened, man. First time since 2017 the Gamecocks are in the poll. They check in at number 25. Number one overall is Florida. Oregon State is number two. Stanford is number three. NC State is four. Ole Miss is five. Arkansas is six. North Carolina is seven. Clemson is eight. East Carolina is nine. And Duke is number ten. Clemson had their weekend series with Austin P, and they had a setup where they had uh, they won two out of three from the Governors. I expected them to to win that series like with a sweep, but it just didn't happen. And that's baseball. But right now, the Tigers are right there on the cusp of being a national seed. They play Kennesaw State tomorrow night. And if they win that game and then they take uh, three up in Pittsburgh, I think they've locked themselves in as a host. In the fight for the number one ACC tournament seed, they're tied with North Carolina at 19-8 in conference play, a game ahead at NC State. The Tar Heels dropped two or three at Duke. Due to a tiebreaker, Clemson had to finish a full game ahead of UNC, and they host Virginia Tech for their final series and NC State, which heads to Florida State this weekend for the top spot. So a lot of uh, baseball stuff there that uh, could come down to where Clemson gets, whether they're going to be a top-eight seed or if they're just going to host. I think they're a lock to host right now. The South Carolina baseball team, I think they're a lock to be in the tournament. I never thought I would say that after they dropped that game to Presbyterian, but they are definitely a lock to be in the tournament, and they may get to be a host. D1 Baseball's Aaron Fitz says if they win 17 SEC games, they should be able to host. Right now, they're at 15. They play USC Upstate tomorrow night. And they uh, have a set at Texas A&M over the weekend. Now, 17 SEC wins means they got to pick up two at Texas A&M. They do that, I think you're hosting Gamecock fans. Simple as that. So we're going to have a breakdown, more of a breakdown on that tomorrow. But before we get out of here this afternoon we got to do the list. Strap in. It's time for the list. Today's list is my top 25, my top five players I think are going to make an immediate impact in the NFL. Here we go. Number five. Bradley Chubb from the Denver Broncos. Drafted fifth overall. He will see so many one-on-one situations with Von Miller being on the other side. That Broncos defense is going to be absolutely silly. And he is versatile enough. He can stay on the field. He may get 12 sacks this season. Number four. Darius Geis from the Chargers. He is a talented back. And here's the other thing. 
they're going to um he is just a very talented back I'm, I'm reading my notes here I'm kind of silly but he will um I'm sorry Darius Geis is with the Redskins why am I saying the Chargers I'm dumb today he slipped in the draft because of his personality but in Washington Jay Gruden is going to get him squared away. I think with Alex Smith, he may get 1,200 yards this season from scrimmage. So that may happen there. All right, then we move from four. Number three. And we go to uh, Derwin James. He is with the Chargers. There we go. The Chargers defense is already talented with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. And they already have an all-pro cornerback in Casey Hayward. So James won't be the focal point of game plans. He will have the opportunity to make some plays. Number two. Saquon Barkley from the New York Giants. He is going to get himself squared away. I think he will get about 1,500 yards from scrimmage. And finally. And number one. Mika Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins. He will fit in as a safety. He's like a Swiss Army knife. So I think he's going to get Rookie of the Year. Let's head out to the hotline this afternoon, and we'll welcome in a call here. Welcome in. Oh, let's try again. And welcome into the rundown. Appreciate you joining us this afternoon. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for checking in with us today. I was actually hoping that you would give us a call this afternoon. Of course, the big story today is sports gambling. And my buddy Mike Dabreski here on the phone, he is a guy that um, is like the king of, uh, I mean, when not that Mike goes out and makes a lot of bets, but Mike, you kind of grew up in around being a sports bookie, right? Well, I, I grew up in a situation where my grandfather, um, basically had a sports bookie working out of his basement in Syracuse, New York. Of course, that's illegal, and uh, he did get caught uh, once for Uh-oh. doing that, and yeah. you know, kind of, and things like that. But I kind of grew up thinking that was normal. You had a sports book, sports bookie that worked out of your basement, and he went down there, and my dad and my uncles and cousins made bets on the weekends, and I just thought that was normal. And of course, as I got older, I realized that probably was not normal and also illegal. Well, so today's today's ruling, though, is, in my opinion, a, a huge deal, and it's going to change the way that sports is in our country. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah, and you can kind of see this coming. Um, some of the leagues got on board with this. The NBA uh, got on board with it, and uh, Major League Baseball could see it coming. I mean, Europe's been doing this for a while, and we've always kind of been behind in that aspect. But uh, just as if you're not a gambling person or a gambling fan – just the idea that the ruling that came down back in 92, the idea that you could have one state with the ability to get revenue from something, but then tell the rest of the states you can't do that, is just unconstitutional. And I, I can't believe it's taken this long for somebody, for some state, to, to say this is wrong. And I got to the Supreme Court, and I had a feeling it would, it would, it would be overturned, and it was. And so it should be up to the states to decide. Some states won't do it. Utah will never have it. It's in their constitution. Um, you know, South Carolina, I, I know you talked to someone today, but I didn't get a chance to hear that. You know, South Carolina will be interesting to see how long it takes before it, it happens in South Carolina. But each state should uh, decide. It shouldn't be a rule against certain states that can't do it and some states that can. And so it's a great day in that aspect, and it will definitely change uh, how sports to go about from now on. All right, now I have to be the devil's advocate here. I, I want to make sure that I put it out there that I am completely in support of bringing sports betting to South Carolina. But you can definitely look at the other side of it where there may be a big problem with sports bettors and people that are gambling addicts. And I don't really know if this is out there or not, but you do hear the argument that this may get more coaches slash players slash refs to try to fix games. First of all, address the whole thing with the gambling addicts first. Do you think that's going to be a huge problem? I don't think so. I think with anything, when the lottery got introduced in the state, you suddenly had all these billboards up of hotlines you can call if you have a problem. I don't think, you know, I think that people, if you have a gambling uh, addictive personality, you're probably already gambling. You're probably already found ways to gamble. Um, So I don't think that people are going to kind of fall into that idea. Now, in terms of the, the fixing, you know, that's a big concern people talk about. I really think 
when you regulate something and make something legal, it makes it easier for people who are in charge to see things happen, to flag things when they happen that look suspicious. And, you know, you may have some situations where it comes up, um, where, where, you know, players uh, throw games or referees. But I don't think, I think with it being illegal, with it being regulated, you're going to have it easier to so do, do these things. Because even when it was illegal, Vegas could kind of see things that would happen when weird things were happening in games, when the, when the point spread would move, when all these things would happen. And they have a real hold on how that, that goes about. So I don't think that will be a problem. I think making it legal helps the gambling industry regulate stuff like that. And I think the leagues have to really crack down. You know, people brought up today, well, if they're going to make it legal, doesn't that make Pete Rose, what he did, okay? No, it makes it worse, okay? <laughs> I think it makes it worse because now the leagues have to really be strict about the idea, yes, gambling is now legal. Sports gambling is legal. But you can't gamble. As a player, as a coach, you can't be doing this. And if you're caught doing it, then you're done. And so the sports leagues have to be really strict about the players and the coaches and the referees understanding that that's not part of their deal. It may be legal, but you can't, you can't be a person who is playing in a game who is betting in the game. And so the P. Rose thing, it makes it, you know, I think it'll be stricter on that, in that front from now on. But in terms of people and all those things happening, I think with, with it being legal, it's easier to regulate, it's easier to tax, it's easier to kind of, you know, weed out the, the corrupt part of it. All right. Well, and I'm joined by my, my buddy Mike Dabreski, who is. Uh, it's it's cool to talk with him because he's been uh, he's seen both sides of it as far as uh, the gambling aspect of it goes. Um, I want to make sure that people download the podcast this afternoon because I have an interview that I did earlier with Todd Rutherford, who actually put the bill out there to bring sports betting and casino betting here to South Carolina. Mike, you've actually been to Las Vegas and, and stuff like that. I mean. The, the revenue that can come in is going to be absolutely insane, right? I mean, you got about 30 seconds, but tell us about some of the things that you think could come to South Carolina if this is something that's put into law. Well, I think, you know, South Carolina, like most states, needs more revenue. And it would be crazy if they dragged their feet on this. And, and uh, you know, it's just another revenue stream. It's something you can regulate. I think of Myrtle Beach. I think of the pavilion area that kind of empty area right there and, and sports books sitting down there. And it, can you make places, um, you know, and I know some people don't like gambling and don't want that kind of element in there, but it's, it's coming. And, and, you know, I think that South Carolina can really do some great things with the vacation spots like Charleston right. and Hilton had Myrtle Beach to do that. So, All right. Well, thanks, Mike, for calling in today, man. I really appreciate it. We are out of time this afternoon. I tell you what, make sure you listen to Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. He's on from 4 to 6. And with that, the show's a wrap. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.